Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I am so excited to bring such an amazing guest to you all. I'm honestly honored and grateful to have this person on my show. His name is Sean Callagy and he's the founder and president of the 100 plus team of Callagy Law, which is now in four states. He can't stand lawyers and that's why he built Callagy Law with the ultimate mission to fundamentally change the way people feel about lawyers one client at a time. He's also the founder of Unblinded, which is a movement with the mission to make sales fun, exciting and magical for 1 billion people by 2030 so that they can go from hello to yes with less friction, less frustration and in less time, which will lead to a world that understands the importance of integrity. In this episode, Sean shares his incredible story of being a legally blind person who had managed to achieve massive success in his life but also help thousands of others do the same too. He also shares his wisdom around business, sales, and how he has been blessed to be one of the main speakers at Tony Robbins' events for the past few years. That in itself inspired me so much. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Sean, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I am super grateful for your time. And I'm honestly all ears, like I cannot wait to just learn from your wisdom. I've seen your content. I've seen how genuine and authentic and raw and real you are. And I really just, honestly, I can't wait for my audience to get value from this session. Could you start by just introducing yourself and let everyone know a little bit about like, you know, what have you been up to lately, but also just like your journey so far, how's it been for you? Yeah. So listen, thank you so much for having me. Thank you folks for listening. Sadiq, it's an honor and a privilege to be here for real. Um, you know, my journey began um, in pretty humble beginnings. My, my parents were divorced when I was one. I did not grow up with money. My mom pushed a hot dog cart in a, an urban environment here in New Jersey called Jersey City in the U.S. And um, my life was just kind of a very, you know, middle reaching for the middle class uh, type life uh, in the early stages. And over time, um, as I grew up as an athlete, and athletics were a great prism for me in learning um, something that I think is remarkably important, I think is very much rooted in your work. Uh, But let me share one other access was uh, both uh, professional athletes and fictional characters. What I fell in love with was the idea that there's so much more possible for people than we otherwise think. And not just like in a fanciful dream, but a practical reality of watching people like that shouldn't be playing a professional sport that are, that just overcame miraculous odds and dynamics, physical limitations, size-wise. So that was my growing up. And then I became a college athlete, hoped to play professional sports. I was captain of the Columbia University baseball team. um, And I was going blind. So as I sit here today, I'm legally blind. And I was not drafted to play professionally because I had the first beginning issues of my degenerative condition began to affect me at that point. Uh, My mom knew my entire life. I was going blind. Her father was blind. And the challenge was that her biggest fear in life was how I was going to make a living and how I was going to support not only myself, but could I ever have a family? And so this was kind of swirling about as I graduate, I decided to go to law school after I had the crushing um, 
death of my dream of being a professional athlete. I go to law school and I had no idea how the world really worked. And I didn't have anybody in my family who went to college, my direct family line. So when I get to law school, uh, people just said, hey, work hard and follow these models and processes. And that reminded me a lot of what I did in athletics. So I, I followed what the top students did and got the job I thought of my dreams. And in the day my dream job started, I realized three things. One, I realized, you know, um, Columbia University and graduating law school with honors has fully prepared me to succeed in life. Second, the partners that I'm working for, my bosses, these are great coaches that have my future so in their heart, it's guaranteed. And third, all I got to do is be quiet, follow what they say, and everything is going to work out, just like in sports in high school and college. Four months later, I realized three things, and I knew this to be true. One, Columbia University, the traditional educational system, even though it was an Ivy League school, prepared me not at all to succeed. Second, the people I was working for could care less about my dreams. And third, nobody, but nobody was coming to rescue me in the world. And I was crushed. I felt like I had paid, I acquired $100,000 in debt going to law school. And I had no idea how all this was going to work because the people I was working with were miserable. They felt oppressed. They felt no possibility of controlling the things I think, Sadiq, and everybody that people want to control. Their ability to create financial abundance, money. Second, their ability to have time freedom. And third, the magic they're going to create in their life because they were so consumed with the time pressure and oppression of how this corporate model worked and the stresses of money. I'm like, this is horrible. And But the biggest problem was I didn't know a way out. Because I didn't know how to, I felt at that moment, this is 1997, I felt like I had a choice, choice between money and happiness. And I learned a formula and a system through massive investment time, quit my job, created my own business, built it to a 40-person law firm selling the hardest thing you could ever think of selling, in my humble opinion, which was me as a 27-year-old attorney when I looked about 19, and I had achieved unbelievably Two years later, from $100,000 in debt, I was making seven figures. I had my dream house. And for people saying, oh, yeah, well, you're a lawyer. Most lawyers make about what a police officer makes. Mm. Google it and, and check it out. If you discount for the top point, like 1%, the average person does not make a ton of money with a law degree. And so what I stand for in the world, Sadiq, um, well, in a final, 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 this, my life's work for 15 years became raising my children and being present for them being a business owner, not operator, and then teaching people to do the same um, and owning my law firm and a training and coaching business. And then after that mission was complete, my kids played a thousand games. I missed nine that they ever played in. I could tell you when and why, right? And then eventually I've created this unblinded movement and I've had the blessing and privilege of communicating with people all over the world, speaking on stages of thousands, I'm, I'm blessed with the opportunity. I've spoken on the last five Tony Robbins events, and it would have been uh, six if uh, San Jose UPW wasn't canceled. And all of these things happen, not because I'm great, not because I'm brilliant, not because I'm smarter or more emotionally intelligent. In fact, I have had plenty of people who are more emotionally intelligent and much smarter than I am that I've watched not get the things they want. In fact, have massive amounts of pain, but it's because I discovered a formula and my life stands the fact that there's a formula and a predictable way for people to get the money, time, and magic they want. I've gone through a ton of failure, ton of challenges, but that's what my life stands for. So thank you for letting me share that. 
You're welcome, man. That's wow. Like that was just so powerful. And just, just me sitting here right now, listening to your story just made me realize like, like just made me realize how grateful I am just, just for the things I've had. Cause you know, most of the guests I have on the podcast come with like these amazing, really tough, uh, you know, back with a, with a really tough background and a, and like really, really like hardship from their, from their past. And I'm just here like, oh yeah, I was just a guy that was super shy and I, now I'm just super confident, you know? And like, when you compare my challenge to, to the people that I speak with today and the people I'm surrounded with today, I like, I don't compare myself because I still know my challenge is a challenge, but it's just like, you know, the gratitude that I have listening to stories like yours and, and the other guests I have, it just makes me wonder sometimes like, like, did you ever feel like worthless? You know, did you ever feel like uh, nothing's going to happen at that time when you were sharing um, you know, when you, when you found out that you you were, you were blinded, did you feel like, you know what, that's it. Like, I'm, I don't think I can, I don't think nothing's going to, I don't think I can achieve my, my, my big goals. Yes, definitely. So I, I would say I, I never felt worthless. Um, I did feel scared. So I, I felt scared today. So I don't think fear ever goes away. So I've had you know, because wherever we are, I, I think we have always had desires in our heart for more. So I do balance immense gratitude with growth. Mm. So I'm, I'm afraid today in moments that, you know, what we're trying to create now is not going to get to where we want it to get to, or it's not going to be as fast or something comes up and there's frustrations or misunderstandings. And, you know, when you deal with people, things occur. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, when I built my law firm, Every single day for the first year, I wanted to quit. That's a true story. I wanted to quit in the morning. I want to quit at lunchtime. I want to quit when I put my head in the pillow at night. Every single day, I was scared to death. So those, to me, if people are struggling with those challenges, I think it's incredibly natural, but I can tell you now that I don't want to quit anymore. Hmm. And if, it, if a moment comes up that I feel like I want, that's not... I may have a fleeting moment of like, what am I doing all this for? You know, I've achieved a level of financial abundance where I can, I have choice, right? And why am I even doing all this? And I ground myself. I go, well, you're doing all this because it's your mission and you love people mm. and you're here to serve something much larger than your own desire to like hang out and go surfing every day. Yeah. Like there's something much larger. So yes, I, I definitely feel that stress, feel that fear but have uh, developed a lot of muscle in the space of regrounding myself pretty quickly. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, so a question that just popped into my mind, what, what got you to that resilient mindset that you have? Like what got you to that? What did you like the, for the, for the listeners right now listening in, what, what can they do today after listening to this episode? What can they like, what's one of the actionable steps you'll kind of um, share with them that they can start doing today to get that mindset that we both have, that, that resilient, never giving up mindset. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. So I, I do something each day called ECD time, ECD, executive creation and decision making. And that is the basket of my self mastery time. And so I consider each of us to be the executive of our life, right? Like if not us, then who, right? Yeah. So um, I start out by saying, okay, what am I here to do? And I divide my life in different categories. And I, I do this every morning. And if I can, almost every morning, if I can't, I do it before bed. And I'll look at my, my mission, my why in life, right? Which is much larger than myself. It's tied into my faith and, and service. And I'll round in that. I'll use my body in some way physically. 
I'll, I'll do something I don't feel like doing. You know, I don't wake up and feel like exerting myself. So I'll exert myself um, by the ocean, which, you know, I have a home by the ocean um, that I'm at sometimes. I'm there and it's the winter. I, I was jumping in last week, the 45 degree ocean every single morning. Um, I try to get myself to do something. And if, if not that, then I'll do a bunch of crunches, planks. I'll do something to engage endorphins into my body. I will um, also write down, this is, this is how to get there to begin with, actionable step for people. I would write down all the things you believe. What do you believe about people? What do you believe about love? What do you believe about money? What do you believe about uh, integrity-based influence? Um, what do you believe about learning higher levels of mastery accessible to you? So I'll check in on my belief structures. What do you believe about failure, rejection? No. And intentionally write those things down. This is what I did in the past. So I'm in a real strong place in it, but I do occasionally still check in on it. And I'll, I've, I decided to recreate my beliefs around those things that you're going to encounter every day. You encounter people every day. You're going to encounter no every day. You're going to encounter money dynamics every day. So how we condition ourselves to feel about those things, I would literally write them down and then reinforce them consistently wow. until they shift. And final, 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 final is I all the time um, have variance in the stimuli I'll put into my body. So I always listen to either a song uh, as I'm getting uh, in that executive creation decision-making time and in the shower as well, or I'll just listen to somebody like yourself um, who's just talking about something and sharing something. And it doesn't have to be intentional, but it just galvanizes me in a more positive direction. And I avoid the news like the plague. So I avoid the news, negative stimuli in a massive way, because I believe as I'm leading um, a life that I consider to be purposeful, um, that I'm going to encounter enough challenges. I don't need to be distracted by challenges I can't control. So that would be my, my actionables. I love that you said the news, like that one for me just hit, hit the nail on the head. Because I think one of the reasons why people are so negative, especially right now in, in, in life, is just because they're constantly reading, watching or listening to the news. And they don't understand this, but it's negatively affecting their mindset and their, the way they think so much. Every decision they make after watching the news, without them knowing, like subconsciously, is because that, you know, they've, they've actually... Uh, attracted some kind of negative energy the first thing in the morning and so like I, I honestly believe negative attracts negative and positive attracts positive you know Amen. and people people constantly are surrounding themselves with negativity especially the news um, and also some people have those people that are negative and toxic in their life um, what would you say to the people that are struggling with because I know you mentioned about rejections right yes so I want to kind of touch on that as well because um like I, I speak to a lot of people that actually struggle with rejection, whether, whether it is like, you know, f applying to their college or their university, whether it is like they're getting rejected from job applications or that business they want to do, they're getting rejection for, um, from investors. Like what would you recommend people can do to overcome the mindset of rejection? Sure. So um, I'm a huge believer in that. And, I, and I'd love to be able to ask you a question in a moment um, about what, where this all comes from for you. But for me, rejection, um, I have made a decision that there is no such thing as rejection, except if I reject myself. 
Mm. So I've reframed literally my nervous system. Nobody in the world can reject me. So um, people can misunderstand me. And then I have an opportunity to clarify, but there's no rejecting. Mm. And if somebody says um, no, that, that, that does not penetrate me emotionally and doesn't equal rejection. I've conditioned that in just by believing the only way I could ever feel rejected is if I'm lying, cheating, stealing, or operating outside my own moral structure. Mm. Then, I can, then I give myself permission to reject myself, right? Which I'm not going to do, right? So I don't believe that there literally is any. And I think people can condition that in and also understand that, that no means in most situations, not yet. Or it may mean that these are people that don't belong in your life. Yeah. So I'm really comfortable sharing what I'm up to, talking about whatever it is that I'm, I'm looking to people to say yes to. And if people are saying no, and it's genuinely no, after we've gone through all the clarifications and potential communication misunderstandings, which I believe are immense reasons why people say no, is that we don't have the optimal integrity-based influencing dynamics at play. But let's assume that's all in place. I'm pretty cool with like, no, but I'll still say no for now. And say, by the way, I want to put relationship uh, preservation over yes or no. Hmm. So if people are at no, be like, hey, it'd be okay if we can follow up at a later time. When it comes to colleges and those sorts of things, I don't think it's rejection. I think it's just not you're in the right place. So that's not a not yet. That that is a that's not going to be the place that you're going to go to. Although I guess you could transfer at a later date, but there's just no rejection. And I I own that in my heart and my soul, and I offer that challenge to people to embrace that concept that there is no such thing as rejection for you. I love that. You know, because the reason why I asked that is because when you were talking about rejection just before, um, you, you reminded me of something a mentor taught me once. They said um, rejection is redirection. Mm. And, and, oh. and I constantly kept repeating that to myself, like rejection is redirection, rejection is redirection. It's, not, it's just not now. Um, somebody said, someone says no to you, it just means not now, it just it means not yet, like you said, but it doesn't mean no for good, you know? And the other mm. thing that really helped me like overcome rejections, like, like I love rejection. I honestly, like when someone says no, I'm like, yes, you know, let's <laughs> go, I love it. Let's go to the next person. Like for me, it became a game. And I kind of see it as a game in my head now, because like you said, if someone says no to me in, in, in whatever it is I'm trying to achieve in my life or, or some kind of support, then like you said, they, they either don't belong in my life or it's just not now. And, and Sadiq, can I, can I share this? Yeah, go for so it. that board behind me, you know, I'm here in my, my library, in my home. Um, I just finished doing a program with a gentleman. I, I'm not in the space of network marketing, but I was uh, doing a program. I was. Okay, awesome. I was doing a pro- training program with somebody who is, who's a multiple seven-figure earner who lives on a 2,100-square-foot ranch in Texas and had an 86-foot yacht. That stuff doesn't mean anything, if, if not for this. Loves people at the most genuine level in his personal integrity. What he shared with me is that here's the rhythm of how our influence skill sets unfold. It sounds like this. No, 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 no. Yes, no, 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 no. Then it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Then it sounds like, no, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. And then eventually it sounds like, yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 no. So that's the rhythm of our own influencing development as well as the rising of our self-mastery. So that's, and can I ask this what you lead such an intentional life. What was the driver for you? Like what keeps you so grounded 
in this philosophy that you so beautifully and boldly hold in the world? So for me, the the one thing that's really pushing me and driving me right now was just like this this motion of I wanted to prove my my parents wrong. Like, because my whole journey, my whole life, they, they always were telling, they, they always thought that I, in, in my whole family, I have three older sisters and one younger brother. And I'm the only one who didn't want to go to university and study and get a degree. I'm the only one that, you know, um, kind of didn't listen to them. You know, I was, I was like the rebel in the house. I was just doing what I want to do and I wasn't listening to them. And they always thought I'm going to be like, I'm the useless guy. Like I'm the one that's never going to make it big in life. I'm the one that's never going to achieve something big and, and make them happy and proud. And mm-hmm. so... I, that the neg- I call it negative motivation because their negativity drove me with so much drive and passion and it still does. And just recently, like two weeks ago from the time of this podcast we're recording right now, when I did my TEDx talk, I showed them that TEDx video and I was like, look what I just did. After, after, after all these seven years of me doing you know, my personal growth journey, learning so much, you know, and I, and I said to my mom, you know, all those hours that you, I kept going out every evening after my job, why do you think I was out? Do you think I was out partying? Do you think I was out having fun? I wasn't having fun. I was hustling. I was meeting people. I was building connections. I was getting rejections. I was also in network marketing for five years. So, you know, I was meeting people for coffee. I was, I was, yeah. I was hustling in that game, you know, and that's what overcame my rejection mindset. Because I was yeah, like, I go for no, you know, I'm just going for no. I'm, I need rejections to get the yes. That's fantastic. And, and, and that really yeah. drives me, man. Like it just pushes me every day to be like, one day I'm going to buy my dad that car he wants. One day I'm going to, you know, do things for them in the house that, they, that they've always wanted to do, but they just don't have the money because I don't come from a money background. We all, you know, my whole family just comes from a normal um, working class background. We all just go to work. We come back home. We bring the income. We all support and help each other. And um, for me, that's the drive, man. It's just like, I want to prove my parents that I'm going to do something big in the world. And at the same time, because I love people now and I love inspiring people, when I became a speaker, I was like, this is my purpose. You know, I love helping people and I want to be of service and, and spread positivity and love in the world. And then one day just invite my parents to like a massive event that I host and be like, look what I've done. Look what I've achieved. Brother, that, that's amazing. And I am so grateful for you sharing. I'm so sorry that you experienced uh, some of those dynamics okay. um, growing up in your home, but it sounds like it was also a gift and you reframed it uh, into that. And that's, that's a beautiful thing and very inspirational. Thank you for sharing. Well, you're welcome, Sean. I love it. I love it. So, okay. I want to ask you something else that, because these questions just come to me as, as we're speaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's what I love about me. Like I'm just so, um, I just go with the flow, you know, I just, whatever comes to mind, I just like to keep it authentic and, and, and real. Yeah. And I know just before we hit record, you were saying the two words that you also, you know, live life with is raw and real, right? And because Amen. you come from yes, because, because you come from that sales background, I can imagine like you just like straight to the point. Like you don't have time to mess around, and like, rejections for you are just like it, it just it just that bullet comes, penetrates you, and just bounces off. You're like, yeah, next, you know, like yeah. <laughs> thank you, yeah. But you know, and, and it comes though from from this from loving people. Mm-hmm. So I believe that this is what I actually believe is in your space of genius, so yeah. like yours, and intentional life and transformation, intention, all the things that you believe in and bring to the world, love. So many people just um, don't understand. I'm like, if you, I'm a dad, and when my kids were little, they'd want to eat ice cream for breakfast when they were two, you know? And I have to say, hey, well, let's talk about it and reframe and educate them. I think that's what most sales interactions are like in the space that you're offering and talking about, it's really like you're talking to uh, into the face 
of a beautiful soul, but also tremendous ignorance or blindness. So mm-hmm. we say unblinded, you know, the movement that I lead, unblinded is about realizing that that's most of our interactions with people. They're just not seeing what they're not seeing. So we're there to help just like, so uh, another reason why I don't believe in rejection or how I reframe the, the rejection um, concept is I think of it like my two-year-old who goes, I want ice cream, I want ice like what? Like it's fr- freaking out. I don't feel rejected by that. There's just ignorance. I love them. And I'm not going to give them ice cream because it's not good for them, right? And so it's the same dynamic in, in influencing people with integrity. So this is fun, man. You're awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, next question. Like, they're all coming to me now. See, you're, you're making me, yeah. you're, getting me, you're getting me crazy now. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like, like how can, okay, so someone listening right now, right? They, I don't know, they're, they're, struggling, they're struggling in life right now. They're struggling with their mindset, you know. Um, a lot of people come to me and they ask, like, how do they overcome overthinking or how do they overcome anxiety? Do you have any advice for those people? Because I know a lot of the listeners come from that kind of, uh, they, they have those types of challenges. Do you have any kind yeah. of tips for that? Sure do. So, hey, uh, I'm legally blind. I can't see anything. Looks like I can see you. Kind of looks like I probably can see you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't see anything on the screen right now. You know, I have peripheral field. So I could tell there's a computer screen. I can't see you at all, even peripherally right now. I, I, I have no idea. So um, I've been progressively going blind and I've known it since I'm 17 years old. And so I do have a, with respect to everybody out there, I have a right to speak on the topic of anxiety and stress. I'm a blind man. I'm legally blind. 70% of people who are legally blind don't work. I'm also on the board of trustees for the American Foundation for the Blind. And the, the president is on a lot of the work that we do regularly because I'm very committed to supporting people in that space. And, and I'll, I'll talk to you like I would talk to people in the blindness world. Um, I, my sharing and my work is not with blind people. It's just a, you know, a, a side contribution that, that I do. Um, you know, I think for a lot of people, we, we get into a, a mechanism of the wrong choice of focus. So yeah, I'm going blind. And it's been slow and degenerative. And I lose vision at some level every day of my life, at some micro level, certainly losing it month to month, certainly losing it year to year. And so I could choose to focus on that, but I can't control that. Hmm. So I have, what I've done, Sadiq and everyone, is linked massive pain to focusing on those things I cannot control. So if I can't control it, and I'm giving energy to it, I feel painful like somebody else might feel painful for cutting themselves Mm. or for taking cash and literally putting it in a fireplace and burning it, right? It's self-harm. So I've reassociated every time I'm thinking of something that I can't control, it's self-harm. Now, those things I can control, I'm really intentional what I focus on. And I'm also very intentional about living a passionate, accelerated life. So in, I'm definitely not going to focus on what I can't control. And amongst the things I can control, I have a very strong, again, linking pain to wasting time mm. on things that are not going to grow and ways I'm not adding value and making things better. And when it's not that, then I'm going to remove that from the bucket of uh, things I can control and just remove it from my life. So my mechanism for, for dealing with stress, anxiety is I'm only going to choose to focus on what brings me joy and love and value. 
and realizing that when you do focus on what's going to bring you joy and love and value, something's going to be upsetting. You know, I, I had a really upsetting moment yesterday with a business partner, really disappointed me. I felt really hurt and angry. I felt fired up. Like I, right. And, and then you ground, but I'm only going to focus on what I can control. I'm going to allow myself a very limited time to experience negative emotions like anger, upset, frustration. I'm human. I feel those things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to move on to, Hey, okay, what can I control? And I'm going to use my physical body. I use my physical body a lot, a lot, Sadiq, to get endorphins running through me. So I feel stressed. Like just right now, I want to put a little more energy. Boom. I'm conditioned to slap my hand, like bring myself into my body, out of my head mm-hmm. by using physical movement. So I think physically engaging your, like your stomach muscles, your facial muscles, your body touching yourself. If I'm going to get ready, like even before today, I slap my legs, my legs, I did some jumping jacks, got touched different parts of my body, get inside my body, out of my head. So it would be one, don't focus on what you control, link massive pain to focus on what you can't control, link pain to keeping things in your life that aren't going to grow and bring you joy and abundance or somebody else joy and abundance that you love and care about. And then third is get out of your head into your body literally by using physical exercise, you know, um, throughout the day. I do things throughout the day to get out of my head, out of my exhaustion and put endorphins back into my body through movement. So those would be my most actionables. So powerful, brother. I love it. Sean, honestly, I, that was that was super powerful, man. Just just listening to you right now and just like knowing the, the challenge that you practically live with every day. And there's people in the world right now that are just you know, complaining about something so small and you're like living life passionately and, and doing amazing things out there, even though you can't see anything. And it's like, it's just, it just like, for me, realistically, like there's no excuse for anybody, you know, like there's just no excuse when yeah. people complain and make excuses. I always share this little like analogy with them where Please. imagine you take the whole world's challenges, pain, um, depression, anxiety, you put it in a massive bowl and also including mine and Sean's, we put our challenge in that bowl as well. And then I give that bowl to Sean and I say, Sean, take, you know, pick, pick a challenge out of, this, out of this bowl. And you put your hands in the bowl and you take it out and you read that challenge and you're like, holy crap, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have my challenge back. Like, I'd rather have mine because someone out there in the world always, always has it worse than us. Oh, bro, that's beautiful. If I could share this, you know, um, one of the other things that I think... I love that exercise that we could realize and do um, is how much we can be an example of what's possible to other people. You know, so whatever, whatever we're carrying around is an opportunity to create a story that you can later share with other people. Mm-hmm. So like, I get excited about that. You know, I, I, I surf, I surf in crazy bad weather. I surf in like really large waves. I'm blind. I go out in the ocean by myself. Now, enough peripheral to at least know where land is, right? So in case you're wondering, I, I could peripherally tell that that land's that way. Thinking, yeah. yeah, but I can't, I can't even see the waves. And so I, I surf by feel. I surf double black diamonds. You know, again, my name is Sean Callagy. I, I have videos online of me surfing. I'm sorry, skiing double black diamonds totally by feel and audio at speed. You know, and so why do I do some of those things? I do them. So first of all, because they're fun and make me feel great and endorphins get released but I also do them because they create beautiful stories to share with other people, to remind people. If I could be an example of what's possible, so can you. We all can. You, know, you are, everybody listening, we have such a beautiful choice of how we write our stories so they can be beautiful examples of what's possible to other people. And that feels a whole lot better than sitting around worrying about things I can't control. So that's, you know, from my heart.
I love it, man. I can feel it. I can feel it, Sean. That was, that was good stuff. Powerful, powerful, genuine, just just genuine authenticity. I can just feel it through the screen, man. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I just love what you're doing as well. Like the the fact that all your work has to do with people and that you love people. And like, I can just... One of the one of the things I say at the beginning of my podcast is this podcast is all is all about you know it's, it's, I bring on guests that are all servant leaders, so and I truly believe like every single guest I've had on my podcast have all in some way shared the one similarity of loving people, being of service, and you know just 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 basically helping people to live a better life in whatever way that they're doing it because everybody does it in their own way. And so, what would you say to someone right now that's listening? Yeah. Um, what would you say to them if they if they feel stuck? You know, they don't know what to do in their life. They're figuring life out. Yeah, what do you say to those say, people? I'd say make progress. So I think the biggest mistake, I'm going to, if I could share a 60-second story. Go for um, it. So my, a dear friend of mine from growing up who um, was just a little smarter than me, uh, just a little taller than me, just a little funnier than me, right? Um, he spent his life waiting for the big decision of what he knew was like the thing for him to do. And he just stopped making progress. And he leads a life of lack, of scarcity, of pain, of frustration. I know a lot of people like that, but this is a person I love. And I just kept making progress. I just kept making progress. I kept growing. I kept learning. And I, and I knew make progress at selling, influencing people with integrity. That's a superpower. Like that's a superpower. So if you're going to think about what you're going to be doing, I, and you don't know, I go sell something that you believe in integrity is worth whatever you're charging for it. I go sell that and I master selling while you're trying to figure it out. Because once you have the super skill of influence, you're going to have an incredible ability to make choices. So make progress. You don't know what direction. Make progress in influencing people with integrity and also mastering yourself. And I mean, just do whatever you want. Because to me, it's never about, hey, what's the thing I want to sell? What's the business I want to be in? Brother, none of that matters. What matters is that you love people, you're supporting people whatever you're doing, and you have the ability to help people go from hello to yes, and you have your ability to take yourself from hello to yes, you have those things, you could do anything. Honestly, Sean, that reminded me of a mentor of mine that shared another concept because we're just going from like these amazing, cool concepts to one, one to another. But yeah. this mentor, when I was in network marketing, one of my mentors said um, he, he had this concept called ILT and it stands for invest in yourself, learn something new every single day and then teach it to others. Boom, brother. And that's what you're doing. That's what you're living, right? 100%. Because when I, when I first heard of that concept, I was like, that with servant leadership combined, is that's it. Like that, You can find something that you're doing. You can make progress. You can start investing in yourself. So your growth and your mindset starts growing. You start learning it yourself. You start doing it by taking action. And yeah. then you teach others, right? Because you learn. You can't just learn. Like I tell people, don't become a personal growth junkie. You can't just learn yes. in life. You got to learn and, and take action. You got to learn and take action. And my whole TEDx talk was all about consistently taking action to find your true purpose. That's what a rock star, brother, to to have done that. And I and I feel your authenticity, and I feel your fire and passion for life. Now, genuinely, that comes through when serving people listening. 
And like, this is what it's about. And, you know, for the folks that are here listening to this incredible work, you know, that speaks up to in the world, this is what it's about is surrounding yourself with this energy on a consistent basis. So, you know, thank you for putting this work out there in the world. You too, Sean. Honestly, I'm 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 grateful for you too, man. Like the stuff that you're you're doing, even like, as I said, you know, I keep coming back to this point because it's like you're a perfect example for everybody listening that if you can do it, then they can. Because you know, most people can see, right? You're the biggest challenge you live with every day is that you can't even see, or you can you can barely see, as you said, and you are living life like passionately and purposefully, and you're literally being of service, you're, you're surrounded by people, you're, you're, you're surfing in the waves, man. Like, come on, dude, like you're surfing and you can't even see what you're doing, but you can hear everything. Like you said, superpower. Yeah. You're and, here. Not, and none of that, none of that's BS. Like, cause there's videos on that online. So we'll I, believe you, bro. I, I believe you, man. I know you know everybody is, but like California, New Jersey, like all over the place, you know, we're up there doing it. And, and if I could share, this is just, uh, can I, Drop in on a quick 30-second thing? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. So one of of the things I'm most proud of, you know, um, in the last couple years of my life is I I hadn't been to a Tony Robbins event in um, about 15 years. And I'm a huge student of his work, huge fan of him and who he is. And I dreamt someday of, like, meeting him. Mm. And that was, like, just, like, that would be amazing, taking a picture. Like, that would be super cool. So I went to a Tony Robbins event in 2018 and while I was there and we're setting crazy goals. One of the goals I set is, you know what? Someday, someday I'd love to share from that stage and add value. Now the challenge is everybody, Sadiq, you know, there's like millions of people that follow the work of Tony Robbins yep. and everybody wants to share on that stage. And everybody has a story of how his life is, his work has impacted their life. So like when you first go, it's like, oh, like he changed my life. He affected my life so much. Like I can't wait to tell him. Well, there's like millions of people that are like that. Exactly. So, you know, it was like, how, how's everybody going anywhere? And I'm blind. So I'm sitting at this event. I can't really meet people or it's hard for me to meet people, like super hard. Mm. Can't see their faces, like looks weird. And I remember in the first event I went to, I went to like, it was a high, it was like, high five your neighbor. And like, I put my hand up. And the person hit me in the face because oh I missed their hand because I couldn't see. And I, I felt embarrassed, you know, felt uncomfortable. So that was like the first event. Yeah. And for six months, I, I went to a couple more events. I didn't talk to really anybody. Hmm. And then I made a decision and I met somebody who was uh, really kind to me. And I started meeting people and talking to people. And it wasn't rooted in being blind at all. In fact, I say I'm blind, and the story is that that's not the story. I'm blind, and the story is uh, and the story is that it's not the story. But it led to once I set the intention out and took the action, not just the intention, the action behind it. Um, four months later, I was speaking on that stage, wow. and in five straight events, I spoke on the stage. I was uh, scheduled to speak. I spoke at you know in front of thousands of people. I was scheduled to speak in front of 15,000 people there in March before Corona came up and canceled it. And pretty much now I speak at every event. And, and I've had the privilege of sitting in a hot tub with Tony Robbins in his backyard in Idaho, wow. you know, with, with an event that he had. I've, I'm in his Lions group and been to his house. But, but my point is, it's not like name dropping. It's the power. A blind guy, a blind man stepped into that room 
that everybody wants to add value to Tony's life, give back is just an example, wherever that, whoever that is in your life that you like to connect with or meet, grow. But if you find an intentional way to add value and not just seek what you want, but to help people get what they want, it's extraordinary what can happen. Coming from a blind dude that ended up on that stage when everybody wants to be there by adding massive value to that entire community ecosystem regularly and consistently and having that be the result. Like anything is possible. Please don't forget that. You have your vision, your sight, and even if you know it, it's still all possible. Love it, man. That is like, I didn't even know that. That's, that's the first time I'm hearing this as well. And that is like, dude, that is amazing. Like that is genuinely like, it's inspired me so much because like I also think and dream so big like you. Sometimes I like some like I tell people to, you know, have have massive dreams, like ones ones that scare you so much and you don't even believe yourself. But you you have some particle in your brain that thinks maybe I might get there. You know, so yeah. I one of my one of my like big crazy dreams was yeah. to speak uh, was to speak on stage in a in an event with ninety thousand people, which is like basically one of the largest uh, stadiums that we have in London it has ninety thousand people. So I was like, imagine one day I can be, you know, I can speak at an event with that many people. Just it's just saying it like that and just, you know, I believe in it so much. But I'm like, I tell people because I dream so big, even if I miss the 90,000 and I get to 50,000, like I, I shot for the, you know, I shot for the moon, but I landed on the stars. You know, like mm-hmm. at least I'm giving my best. And that's the whole point of this message is like to consistently just give your best every day, right? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, some of, some of like I made certain progress and many things in my life and it didn't work out exactly the way I thought, or it took longer than I thought, but it's the journey, right? Sadiq, I mean, it's just, it's the journey who you become in the process. It's not even the ultimate outcome. Yeah. The last three lines of my TEDx talk was enjoy the journey, love the process and believe in yourself. I, I, I've seen that. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. So fantastic job. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. Okay, so we're coming up to the end of the show and I have my, something called a final four that I do at the end of the show. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rapid fire four questions at you and you basically have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Okay, so the first question I've got you for you specifically is in one sentence, what comes to mind when you, heard the word, when, when you hear the word desperation? Avoid and overcome. Love it. I love it. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Yeah. So just, I'm never going to be in a space of desperation. I'm going to be in a space of urgency, mm. but I'm never going to desperately pursue anything. Cause I think when you chase things, they run. So I'll be in urgency to create, but I'll never be chasing anything. Wow. Super cool. Thank you for sharing that. Siobhan. That's, that's Thank you. amazing. Okay. Second question is what one video or a movie have you ever seen in your life that has really massively added value would you recommend every person listening right now to go and watch that video? Cause it's going to change their life. Wow. Um, I have so many to say, um, let me go with one. Give me a second. Give me a second. I would go, I would go with miracle and right behind me, nice. you can see there's a 1980 Jersey miracle on ice. Um, yes. it's a story of the greatest upset in the history of sports, the most impossible thing physically to achieve. And it's a remarkable story of what process mastery, influence mastery, and self-mastery combined, the formula I believe in, can literally produce. So miracle. Miracle. Nice. Love it. I love it. Amazing. So guys, make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, okay, so the third question is now, and I know you probably have many of these, but which, if you were to choose one, which one book 
would you recommend everyone, every single person listening to go and read that book? Because in some way, it's going to affect their, their, their personal growth in a positive way. Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. I could have guessed that one, right? Yeah. Changed my life. I mean, extraordinary. So it, it is the base foundation and go from there. Well, okay. What's the, I'm going to just add something to that. From that book, yeah. what's one thing that you would share with the listeners just to give them an insight of that book? Sure. Um, that you have the ultimate, the absolute ability to conquer your fear and to reframe dynamic, conquer is a big word, to reframe the meaning of things to however you choose. You can reframe it and condition yourself to be able to reframe the meaning of everything. And that unlocks your ability to take action. I love it. That's something that Tony always talks about, right? You can reframe oh, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that, Sean. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Well, thank okay, you. So the last question, which gets a bit deeper, it's if you can spend a few hours to learn from someone's wisdom, whether they're dead or alive, who would that one person be and why? Oof, remarkable. Won't be Tony um, Robbins. I, well, I've had the privilege you know, of Tony, so I, I would have said Tony, but I'll, I'll change it. I would say, I would say Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Um, hey. Yeah, I think Oprah has achieved the most massive ability to influence people on the planet mm-hmm. in mass. And I would love to sit and not only, yeah, and learn from her wisdom, and then maybe even see if I could encourage her to use that superpower in certain ways to create even more good. That would be an amazing opportunity. Nice. I think it's going to happen, brother. It's going to well, happen, you. man. If it happened thank with Tony Robbins, it's happening with Oprah, bro. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very, very much. You're welcome, man. So that, that was the final four. And okay. I just want to kind of end the show by letting you, you know, giving you the floor by sharing your one last message with everybody listening what, what can they do after listening to this episode that's actionable that can start making progress in their life? Yeah, I would say with all my heart, develop your superpower of influence and going hello to yes to people. It will unlock your ability. So you, you're doing what you're doing with Sadiq, which is unbelievable, getting your mind right. Develop that skill set, put those things together and you'll have everything. And is it okay if I share the huddle each morning, Sadiq, or no? Yeah, 100%. Share it, share yeah. it. So, yeah, so we, every day, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, U.S. Eastern time, mm-hmm. um, we do a huddle, unblindedhuddle.com. That's unblindedhuddle.com. It is free. And there we do remarkable things. And, Steve, I'd love to invite you to be a guest on that huddle. And okay. I think your, your sharing would be remarkable and do some other really cool stuff from there. But unblindedhuddle.com be to me one of the most incredible ways you could ever start your day and that's what i've committed to creating and we have a lot of acceleration and we're doing it every day live i love it i love it sean i'll 100 share that with everyone and if you're still listening make sure you guys go to that website and uh, and get yourself involved with the people that are going to be there because that's how you're going to surround yourself with those like-minded people amazing absolutely brother well thank and thank you so much for having me and thank you guys for listening you're welcome, Sean. And one last thing, how can everybody, if anybody wants like your support or guidance or wants to ask you questions, what platforms do you live on the most that they can go and ask you or, you know, message you directly on or email you? Yeah, I, I mean, very candidly, you could uh, unblindedhuddle.com or we, we have an unblinded Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you come to the unblinded Facebook page, that would be without a doubt uh, a phenomenal way to connect. 
And if it's something truly urgent, you know, that's on your mind or heart, um, we have, I can give you our, our uh, office phone number at Calgary Law. That's my law firm. I have a bunch of people that work for online and a bunch of people that work at Calgary Law. But um, the easiest way to access me telephonically would be through 201-261-1700. That's 201-261-1700. Um, but that unblinded Facebook page, unblindthehell.com, that's the space that you really want to be in. Amazing. I love it. Guys, make sure you go connect with Sean. He's an incredible man. Amazing, amazing life he's living. And uh, just listening to his story and his message today, you guys have no excuse. you got to go make it happen. Um, you know, go and take action on everything he shared. And I promise you things will start changing and you'll start making so much progress in your life. So Sean, I just want to say massive thanks again. Like I'm so, so grateful that I've had the opportunity and, and the honor to have you on my podcast. And I'm just looking forward to stay in touch, man. If I can ever be of service to you as well or help in any way, please, please let me know. And I'm, I'm always here for you as well. Brother, thank you. You're welcome. And the honor and privilege is mine. So thank you, Sadiq. And listen to this man. Thank you, people. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Take care. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.